This is episode 0000024. You know what I need? App Genie. Good inflection. Should I do another one? <laughs> there. No, no, that was good. Brought to you by... Everybody shut up. Shut up. Brought to you by the letter T. It's the tone control. <laughs> That's it. Because it was joke. supposed to be. It was. This was supposed to be a beginner episode. It's supposed to be like Sesame Street, but we didn't and, end up doing that. We, we ended up begin doing, with T. Well, right. That's why that was funny. But we didn't end up doing the the Sesame Street thing. We ended up doing apps, so we kind of changed. It. But anyway, I keep that part the same. Cool. <laughs> so it seems like, despite all odds, I'm actually going to record a show without Derek. And the audio technology gods were against us, but we seem to be recording. So, uh, on the <laughs> we sh- hope we hope on the show with me today is is my brother Tyler and our friend Taylor. Say hello. Oh hey, hello. Taylor and Tyler. How yeah. convenient. That's right. Yes. Now, now figure out whose voice is whose. Well, the, be nice to the <clears throat> listener. <clears throat> I think I'm more monotone than you, so I might. Why don't you guys say your names? I'm, I'm Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Precisely at the same time. Shit. <laughs> now I'm really confused. Um, uh, I'm Taylor. Oh, no, Tyler. I'm Taylor. <laughs> okay, well, no, I'm with Tyler. With our powers combined. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's rein this back in. So as everybody knows, Derek got married and the, he's out on his honeymoon uh, we were all at the ceremony. It was great. He was getting lots of tweets from listeners uh, congratulating him on the day. Uh, oh, was he? Which, yeah, really? it was, it was pretty awesome. neat. That's great. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to record an episode without him. This might end up being a quick one or something, and I didn't prepare that much. But so Yeah, and hopefully we'll have some uh, something interesting to say as, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully. atypical. That's what I say every every show we do. Hopefully this <laughs> one will be interesting. Um so, uh, so I did a segment a couple of shows ago, kind of a guitar tone breakdown segment, and I wasn't sure how that was going to go over, but I've actually gotten quite a bit of good feedback about it. So I'm glad people have been enjoying that and finding that interesting. I think we'll be doing some more of that. In fact, uh, Michael from Denmark, who prompted the whole thing, has sent me some some stems of a recording that he made. And I'm going to save it for an episode that Derek is actually on. Um, so I didn't prepare it for this show, but uh, okay. he he put together like a drum thing and a, and a bass riff and a guitar riff. And he recorded four different guitar tones and uh, it's fun. So we can kind of like go over how they sound, how they're different, what's good about them, what, what maybe we don't like about them. And uh, he also teased me that one of them is an amp sim and so we're also going to play a little bit of a guessing game. We're going to put up a poll ah. and see see if people can figure mm. out which one is the amp sim. And he hasn't told me which one it is either, so I, I can participate too. Um, That's so. a great idea. Yeah. I think honestly, I think. Can I just say? I think no, that you're on should the show happen. because you can't talk. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I think, I think that should happen all the time. Yeah. I think I think we should get lots of people in this community sending things like that in because I want to hear lots of that. I think that would add so much to the show. It's a great way to learn for sure. You just hearing your own stuff, reinforcing what you already think you like over and over again, um, isn't a way to expand. So I, it's really great. Um, and he, he did, I've, I've listened to this, the stuff he put together already. He did a really great job. So I'm excited to play it. So anyway, um, this is the only po- podcast I actually listen to, so uh, oh, wow. it's pretty amazing, 100% actually. of Taylor's podcast listening is the tone control. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Um, should we, um, and we don't have to do this right now. I don't know if you had like an itinerary uh, otherwise, but it, should we say a little bit on a super basic level about where we're coming from? 
Yeah, in fact, um, I'll tell you what, let's let's kick into Mm. it. And I'm going to say that once again, this episode of The Tone Control is sponsored by Pedal Genie. And all of y'all should go to pedalgenie.com slash tone control. (laughs) (laughs) You can go to pedalgenie.com slash tone control and find out, slacker. All right. Uh, Yeah, let's, that's a good idea. Let's start with that, Ty. Um, So, Tyler, what are you? I am a Homo sapien. Um, I, I yes. oh, I, I should apologize right away. That uh, I probably don't sound like anything odd, but I am super like suddenly sick, and my girlfriend is as well, and it's it's a thing. So um, if I'm a little off and my voice is a little weird, that's why. But nobody knows what I normally sound like, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so oh and i also um i do not have the microphone i would intend to have so technical be difficulties kinda... forced us to record with a macbook lid indeed so we're <laughs> in a basic so it's a little boomy and roomy i bet okay but um with that said i am i'm really more of a vocalist than anything else but i'm a passionate musicalist of sorts and i am an aspiring tonist if you will (laughs) and by aspiring i mean very very vanilla so um which is which it's really great because i have my brother and uh, a guy i know named derek just happened to to know a lot about this stuff and i've been kind of listening to what they say and learning a heck of a lot and maybe i can Maybe I'll have some interesting beginner perspective that I can throw in there. Maybe ask some questions that Derek and Justin wouldn't think to answer because they're not asked normally. Yeah. Well, I can't promise to be good at it, but I'll certainly try to try, <laughs> right. try to answer or ask some good questions. All right. So, Taylor, what makes a Taylor a Taylor? Well, uh, I am a bass player primarily. Oh uh, dabble- no. I- <laughs> yeah, dabble in the low end from time to time. Not much lately, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, primary bass player. I play a little guitar here and there, but I am not very good. And I often refer to tone questions to engineers like Justin. You, you keep, I, sorry I, to interrupt, you keep rolling away from your microphone. We can hear when you when you face the back of your head to your microphone. So, like I said a minute ago, <laughs> when I refer to Justin about like tone things, that right there, perfect example. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, I am a bass player and I love it. Um, I've been playing for, uh, I think, like 10 years now and I know pretty much dick about it. So, um, what, okay. do we, uh, what do we talk about next? What do we talk about next? Yeah, so uh, tone. Ty- Tyler and Taylor both played in the band that Derek and I played in. We all played in this band together. So, and that oh, was... that how we met? That was, well, well sort of. That's uh, not how I met you. But the uh, the clip, the song clip that we used, that was a Forging Reverie song. That's Tyler singing on that. Oh, yeah. Um, Taylor wasn't actually playing bass on the recording because he joined the band shortly after when we made that recording. But anyway. Oh, true. So now I've brought it all back home. So the first thing that I cool. kind of planned on talking about was this uh, this thing that the Tone Report did from uh, the Tone Report from uh, Pro Guitar Shop. They ran an article about iOS apps for guitarists. So Tyler, you were you looked at this a yeah. little bit earlier today. Um, I did. Yeah, I checked it out. Um, so you feel free to interject and say whatever if you've if you've used any of these. I don't use my iPhone for any audio stuff like I have enough pro audio gear that it just never crosses my mind frankly but I've often yeah. well I guess I should say I've used it occasionally for field recording and it's just like the voice recorder that's built into it um, I've done some stuff that I later used in like a indie movie uh, really? for like crowd audio yeah so this is from an iPhone sure I just turned on voice recorder and I was like oh here's a crowd <laughs> making noise and blended it in um, wow. Um, so wow. at the very least, it can be useful for things like that, but um, they're also pretty expandable with all these little attachments. Like the first one in this article from IK Multimedia. 
they have an app called Ultra Tuner, which works with their iRig, which is a like a little attachment that plugs a guitar right into your iPhone or iPad. So high quality instrument input. And this tuner is just supposed to be outstanding and has super high resolution and, and high visibility modes for using it on stage and stuff like that. Do you guys use tuners on your iPhones? Yeah. Um, I, which yeah. one did, uh, which one was the one that you, uh, you turned me on to Tyler? Uh, it was like a strobe oh. tuner and I had, I use that one from time to time. And I also use, uh, that the TC poly tune app. I think oh, I know right. what you're talking about because I used to be sending those. Yeah. I think I remember when I said that all that's you guys. What it was. Tunable. Yeah. Is that the one of the pink? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I have that one on my phone too. Yeah. The pink note symbol. Um, yeah. Tunable. Uh, it seems like it's a, a pretty decent tuner. Um, I use that one a little a bit more. Yeah, you yeah. can generate pitches with it too, like kind of use it as a tuning fork, Metronome, which is neat. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. 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 And this is, you know, it's an instrument tuner. So it has a lot of things. It's not just for a certain instrument or for certain tunings right. or anything like that. Um, and it also has a metronome. You can record into it. Um, there are, you know, there are going to be so many apps that do all of these things. So it's like, really, it's just like cracking open the, the, the just idea of what these can do. Mm-hmm. And I can tell already the words are not coming to me tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, did you guys ever talk about Audiobus? The, the the app for oh, iOS. That's actually, it's on this list. Yeah, that's actually the last app on this list. So we'll, let's yeah. skip right oh, over there. Um, all right, no mind. Uh, so Derek, audio, uh, huh? Sorry, why did I say just wow? It's like Derek's here. I almost <laughs> said Derek. Um, so Taylor, do you, if you if you want, I can also we can link you to the article we're talking about. I don't know if you have it. That'd be that'd if be you cool. opened up the damn doc I sent you, you'd already uh-huh. have this. That's true. Sure. It is in there, isn't it? I've shared in the doc. I don't, anyway, so Audiobus mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, it's the last app that they mention on this list. It Basically, it's a way of awesome. routing audio from one app to another within your iPad or iPhone. I haven't used it myself, but I've seen people use it, and it's pretty ingenious. You can right. have like an amp modeler running and GarageBand running, and how do you get them to talk to each other? Well, Audiobus basically has these like, theoretical cables that you're basically connecting one app together with another. And I guess you can create pretty elaborate chains with it too. I actually have the app. I've had it for a little while. Oh, sweet. And, uh, oh, really? Um, yeah, it, you can, you can actually do an in-app purchase and get more effects chains that you can, you can add to it. So you initially, you, it's, pr- it's laid out really like uh, very easily. So you have your input app, whatever it might be. It might be like, um, what was the, the amp modeler one there that you can adjust bias, even the tubes by bias. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can use that mm-hmm. as your input and then you can use uh, there's, they also put out another comp, uh, app from audio bus or whoever makes it called remaster. And that's like an effects engine if you want to use that, but you can mm-hmm. use just about anything. And uh, then there's an out after that, but you can have as many combinations as you want. If you do the in-app purchase. Right. Um, I mean, the out obviously the uh, out would be probably like GarageBand or yeah whatever whatever is re- recording down yeah. the actual audio. But so, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be an input either. Like you could you could use um, like Launchpad, one of those pad apps or whatever you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like the synthesizer deals and all that. Um, right, right, on screen yeah. synth. Right. So it, right. So it's not necessarily a guitar specific thing. Which is right. Cool. Yeah. So uh, when I first read about that one, I, I honestly, I thought to myself, how the heck does that work? And I, I mean, it didn't take me long to sort of figure it out because basically what it's doing is the same way, you know, your mail app talks to your contacts app to pull your contacts over, you know, they can communicate and I need to quit mail right now because you guys just heard that. Um, yep. <laughs> so it's okay. But, I'm trying to discreet, discreetly eat my uh, chili. <laughs> Go for it. That's how you get your tone, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I was really surprised, and I'd be so excited to see kind of how that works. I, I was surprised to know that you could really do something like that, and it it seems to me the only way that they could do that is if the the developers of this app, Audiobus, are actually talking with the developers of all of these other apps 
And how many apps um, does it say that it I, I think there's an API essentially built into the operating system. Okay. They're, they're basically yeah. just hooking into what the operating system has provided them, which is like iOS okay. has always had a pretty solid grounding in... Um, in in the audio drivers that they're using and like the audio path is i mean mac in general it's just kind of smooth sailing in right. that regard um so let's see let's let's jump ahead here uh road yeah. has a a program called road rec which is basically just a recording software and it can work like they they make some uh, microphones that plug in, like external microphones that plug into the iPhone or iPad and offer like an XY stereo microphone. They record in, in full 24-bit uh, 44.1 audio. They can save save files out in Wave or AIF or CAF and um, publish directly to SoundCloud and so on. They apparently also have some nonlinear editing functions um, right there on on the app. Probably something that would be really good as a field recorder. I don't even know where I would begin with that. but And that's actually the problem with most of these apps, because I see so many. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll, we could maybe move down on the list a little bit more, and then before we talk more about oh, that. Sure. I guess I should say yeah. about RoadRec, it does, it'll go up to 24-bit 96 kilohertz in the paid version. Um, huh. I think that's what it's saying to me. Anyway, there, I, I just said 44.1 earlier. I wanted to correct myself. Um, let's see, what is this? Jam Play Mobile is one that they mention here. So this one, this is a free app and it's all about like learning to play. Um, so it has tuners, metronomes, a bunch of chord and scale libraries. And it also has a bunch of backing tracks that you can play along with, which make things a lot better in my opinion, like we've sort of found as we're starting to demo a lot of pedals that um, playing them just by themselves doesn't always cut it. And we want to put together some kind of a little backing track. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's a jam play mobile, totally free app. Check it out. Yeah. um, Actually, can I say something about that one? Yeah. So that, when I first read that, it seemed like, you know, the kind of thing it's like, okay, we've got these sort of tracks you can play along with. And that, that always feels like some, it feels more toy like than like something Mm -hmm. that's really functional and useful whenever I see something like that. Um, But I mean, you just made a really good point. Like sometimes you just need something to play with, to kind of experiment with a tone, for instance, or something like that. Um, And, and another thing about it, it does, it does you, I'm not sure if you actually got to this part, but it says that you can actually, it actually has hundreds of video lessons oh. for all styles and skill levels. Sweet. And that, oh yeah, did you see that? Mm-hmm. So, and I actually, I did download this app. I haven't had a chance to dive into it yet, but that, I mean, that might even be something I might want to play with because I'm not that much, I'm not a very skilled guitarist at this point. I'll write music, but that is something that I th- I should be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I was very curious about when I was looking into this app is whether or not it actually bloats the app when you are trying to take advantage of these video lessons. Um, bloats it in, in what way? In actually taking up space on your phone. And my impression is, it doesn't say anywhere in this description, but my impression is that it must simply stream them. So you would use yeah, an internet connection. That's what I um, would expect. So you'd want to be in Wi-Fi, of course. But... The reason I assume that is because the app itself is only 15 megabytes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> not too bad. And clearly so. doesn't contain videos. <laughs> and that's that's like a huge thing for me. It's yeah. like, save the space. I don't really want that on there. Right, so, right. Yeah. So that's something to experiment with. But yeah. um, And at being that it's free, definitely worth checking out. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and talk about my friend and yours, the pedal genie. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> My friend too. <laughs> so ha- haven't you guys always wanted to try out all kinds of buttloads of pedals just all of, all the time, man? Haven't you? All yes. Of, all of them. Just all the pedals. 
all of the pedals. Well, all of the time. I've got I've got good Times. news. <laughs> Play as many as you want, as long as you want, on your own rig. What's that? Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. Just go to pedalgenie.com. You can throw in a slash tone control there if, if you want to. And uh, you can start looking around through the dozens and dozens of manufacturers and all the different pedals that they have and start putting together a wish list. They've got some recently added pedals, uh, the Hot Rod Plexi from Tech 21, Keeley's Katana Blues Drive, uh, a couple from Bogner, the Uber Shawl and the Ecstasy Red. Just a few recently added, always new stuff showing up here. So you're going to put together a wish list of stuff you'd like to try. And then when you're, when you set your account to go live, the first month is just only a dollar. And then wait, how much? It's, it's only a dollar for the first just month. Just only a dollar. Clean out your ears. Just only. <laughs> just only a dollar. Is that and, redundant? <laughs> and after that, it's only $34.95 a month. There's no late fees, no shipping charge. When you're ready, you print out your return label, slap it on the supplied mailing bag, put it back in the same box that it came to you in, and send it off. When, as soon as they get it, they'll send you another one, Netflix style. Everybody knows how it works. Everybody knows. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. The dog is snoring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, the microphone is picking up my dog. Snoring. <laughs> so that beautiful. Pup. The listeners can't tell, but it is a Great Dane horse. It's in my lap. <laughs> Taylor's recently got himself a Great Dane puppy. It's also called a starter child. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all in the middle of. In the middle of our pedal genie segment, apparently. So. <laughs> oh, we were still doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. She has no respect. No respect for for the pedal genie. So, all right, what other details do I have here? As if that all wasn't great enough, if you are trying out a pedal from Pedal Genie and you decide you just have to keep it, you can. Just send them an email. They'll give you they'll offer you a buyout price basically. Uh I based- can? <laughs> something I was wa- wondering about that. How much uh, it, it depends on how long you you have this account for, right? How yeah, long like you've if you've been a member the- for a long time, they'll probably offer you a better deal. And depending on what the pedal is and the age of the pedal, you know, like I'm really interested in seeing how much off that they would give you and how they how they're gonna, I guess, grade these pedals. Yeah, or price them out. You know what I well, mean? Well, like- I'll tell you, I've been doing this week after week after week for a long time here on the show, and I've never gotten a pedal that had even a scratch on it. So this is definitely not like hmm. a, a buy-in from the crappy used shop kind of deal. Yeah. Like it's pe- people are taking care of these things. But wasn't it like the one time you had something actually like a weird issue with a pedal, and they were just super nice as well? Oh yeah, yeah. I got I mentioned on the show I got a pedal that was DOA. Um, that one I was the first one to get that pedal. It was straight from the factory to me, oh. so that wasn't an issue with another user um, abusing right. the pedal or anything like that. I, I like I said, I've never seen a scratch on any of these. However, um, respect your pedals. Respect your pedals, and for your fellow. Fellow geniers. <laughs> and especially respect the pedal genie. And for those who need more, bigger, better, faster all the time, there's now Pedal Genie Pro. So for just the price of two subscriptions, you get three pedals a month. Three for the price of two. You can't go wrong. So $59.95 a month, you can have three pedals out. You can keep any of them as long as you want. Send one back when you're done with it. Get another one in in replacement. Derek and I keep talking about how great this will be for um, for people who are are trying to find exactly the right distortion or something like that. Grab three of them at a time and just yeah. test them against each other. What could be better? So, last time you guys mentioned that on the show, honestly, I kind of perked up because I need to do that. Yeah. I need to figure out what distortion I need. And speaking of which. Um, how much did you say that was? <laughs> Pedal, Ge- <laughs> Pedal Genie Pro is just fifty nine ninety five a month. Holy bonkers! That's all I got. Bonkers. That's what you get right. right now. This week, uh, the pedal that I had uh, is the classic optical envelope uh, by Carl Martin. <laughs> 
Cool. It's just just what it says on the tin. It's an optical sensor envelope pedal. So essentially, uh, it can be thought of as similar to like an auto wah. And this one has some neat features. It basically has different uh, selectable filters. There's three. There's a high pass, a low pass, and a band pass. So the high pass means that it's cutting the lows out of your signal. And when the Mm. the filter is sweeping based on the, the envelope of what you're playing, it's sweeping the the position of that low cut, essentially. Uh, Low low pass, of course, is the reverse of that. So it's sweeping in and out your high end and leaving the low end alone. And then the band pass, which perhaps sounds the most like a true wah, is sort of both at the same time. You're sweeping like uh, both filters. Um, Mm -hmm. So this puppy's got just standard 9 volt, your input-output, it's got a bypass switch and then a selector switch to uh, rotate between those different filter types. And then we've got four knobs. We've got a drive and a level, uh, which essentially the, well, the level is the like output volume of the pedal itself, um, which you'll kind of need to adjust depending on how much filtering is happening to your signal to try to match it or perhaps even add some gain with this pedal. And then the drive seems to affect kind of where it kicks into your signal. So depending on how hard you play, you'll adjust this to kind of find the sweet spot so it's reacting to the notes as you want it to. Um, Reacting strongly to strong notes and and weakly to weak notes and so on. Um, There is a tone knob, which is just, excuse me, a tone control, which is... (laughs) (laughs) It was my chili spoon. My chili spoon. Uh All right. So the tone control works just like it does in your guitar. It's just a filter. Um, So this is mostly I had it all the way up when I was playing with it, but um, with some of the intense filtering, it can add some kind of uh, squealy high-frequency sounds to your signal from time to time. So sometimes you want to roll that back to kind of compensate for the extra brightness the filter might be adding. Uh, And then there's a Q control, which is kind of the width and harshness of the filter. Again, you may be familiar with that. from certain types of wah pedals would have a cue control, so you could adjust that on those. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It has a very smooth detector circuit because it's optical and a, a big, rugged, heavy pedal. It's it's a cool design. And I liked being able to swap around the high-pass, low-pass, band-pass. They gave um, very different responses. Um, so this is definitely something to check out if you're into... Uh, the envelope filter sound uh, works good on bass too. I haven't recorded any yet. I might, mm. I might try that a little, a little bit more. The the high pass is probably the best setting for bass because you want to retain a lot of your low end, but but still give that kind of twangy wowy kind of thing as you're playing. So. So that's the classic optical envelope from Carl Martin by East Sound Research, Denmark. Denmark. You guys are you Denmark. guys are big Wild. in Denmark. I guess. Hey, Denmark. can I uh, ask a possibly? Um, well, you know that's what I'm here for. Beginner question. <laughs> yeah. Um, every once in a while, I run into some piece of technology that is optical, this or that, mm-hmm. and I can usually figure out what that means. Uh, in this case, I have no idea. What, how okay. is this optical? So when you hear optical, um, you've probably heard it in response in, in reference to guitar pedals with something that has a detector circuit, uh, meaning it's responding to your signal in some way. Uh, a compressor, in this case an envelope filter, basically it's hearing the note come in and then responding to that note. Um, mm-hmm. when, when a detector circuit is optical, that means that there's actually an LED in there and a little light sensor right, right next to the LED. So it's using the voltage of your signal is illuminating that LED, and then the optical sensor is responding to that illumination. So what it does is kind of give, it gives a little separation between the direct voltage and the detector because the voltage has to light that light and then has to mm. that light has to get detected on the other side. So it kind of smooths out and slows the response a little bit in a very mm. natural feeling way. I want to know who came up with that so idea. Essentially, <laughs> um, I still do not fully understand that. I'm going to throw okay. that out there. Okay. Um, I, I, I have a 
think a basic understanding. And if I had a visual as well as if I had an mm-hmm. optical, as well as, uh, you know, some other things, I think I could put it all together. However, I would do want to point out, I think that's basically the same type of technology we're talking about. That's in my, um, auxiliary port here on my MacBook, right? That's how it's receiving the signal. Auxiliary port. Sorry. Is- it's the, the optical headphone jack. Oh, because the headphone jacks on MacBooks have digital and analog possible inputs yeah. and outputs. There's a little red LED that's on when yeah. it's reading. And one when, time mine went haywire and it was and the little optical red light was on despite the fact that I had nothing plugged into it so yeah. I could actually see it. Um that's different. Um okay. so optical in the case of audio transmission um is used in home theater systems. Um I use it uh, to carry what's called an ADAT signal, um, which actually carries eight channels of audio across a single fiber optic cable into my audio interface. So what that is, is it's a, it's fiber optic. So instead of mm-hmm. um, using a light detector and a light emitter to slow the, the detection of an electrical signal, we're actually transmitting up ones and zeros by a very fast blinking light. That red light that you're seeing uh. is not steady. You can't see it because it's blinking so fast. It's <laughs> blinking many thousands of times per second. I gotcha. Um, but that's just ones and zeros conveying digital information um, mm. that gets you know reconstructed on the other side. So it's a digital form of audio transmission. So in, in the Wild. case of the octo- optical detector circuit, the point is if you just had it, if you just fed the input voltage directly into the detector, it would respond instantly. Um, it would respond instantly when the voltage peaked and then recover instantly when the voltage came back down again. So by putting an LED and a light detector in the way, it takes time for that LED to become lit and then to go dim again. And that slows and smooths the response of the detector. Is that is that a better way of explaining it? Yeah, I'm sure I will <laughs> I will okay, I think I've got it maybe like 40% now and I'm sure I will that will increase when I listen back to the show. So All right. All right. <laughs> and and other listeners can rewind. Yeah. And, We've got and the little go, 15 second back button. Uh, Honestly, I'm too I'm too optical learner. I need <laughs> You mean I visual. Need the visual? Yes. Well, I'm trying to be, you know, humorous. <laughs> all right. Well, somehow this was all slammed into the pedal genie segment. So one more time, let's hear it, everybody together. Yay! I mean, Yay. pedal genie. Pedal genie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Visit pedalgenie.com/slash tone control to see what Derek and I have had out recently, and uh, to learn about all the great pedals and and how wonderful. And all the joy that this can bring to your life. So anyway. Uh, well, that's a thing. Yeah. So let's kick back over. Um, there's a couple more iPhone apps or iOS or smartphone apps. What are we talking about? I guess they don't necessarily have to be iOS apps, as Tyler pointed out to me earlier. But right. So next on this list I have here is Time Guru. So this is an app that's going to help you get a better sense of rhythm. Um, this is put together by... Uh, a, as they put it here, a badass guitarist, Avi Bortnik. I hope I'm saying that right because Derek isn't here to fix me. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the Time Guru app, uh, basically you'll be playing along with like a metronome or a beat or whatever it presents you with, and it will periodically or randomly drop the beat. That sounds smart. And so you'll be forced out onto your own and to test your own rhythm because learning to play with a metronome is important, but of course you don't want to always be relying on it because you're not always going to have a metronome and you'd like to have a steady sense of rhythm to begin with um, just on your own. So so Time Guru has all the standard metronome features including tap tempo, 18 sound sets, lots of time signatures, and the ability to combine multiple time signatures. It's available for both iOS and Android. Uh, and it only costs a buck ninety nine. Did you guys have um, mention at some point jam play? Uh, and it's on the we list. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, uh, all right, then just edit out my last question. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say about it? Well, I, I I blacked out for a second. So and, Taylor uh, has something to say uh, about jam play. Well, I have an app called Jam Player, and I assume it's the same exact thing from what I'm reading. Um, oh, I sweet. I think I think it's a great app. 
because in fact I, I used it to practice um that song that we played at your wedding um i, I used oh, yeah. it i slowed when i was playing upright I, I didn't really know the song very well i never heard it yeah uh, but i i downloaded it and it integrated into the app it very well you could change the key with it oh yeah because you guys oh, wow. transposed it yeah. right for Suzy's voice. yeah yeah we did tra- we transposed it uh you can adjust the speed so you can learn runs and uh the pit i mean it's kind of corny with the pitch uh but you get the idea yeah and it's a learning well, it's going to help you learn and transpose you don't have to make it sound the way it sounds in it just simply yeah. adjust the pitch and, I think that's probably one of the most useful apps that I have on my phone. I got a, quite a few of them that are like music specific and um, I, I dig it because I, I play mostly by ear. Yeah. Um, I think that Same here. If, if you well, are I'll tell you a, what. A, a, that kind of musician, it's, it's perfect for you. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's do a little bouncing around then. Um, one more on the list is chord. Or I should say chord. Yeah, because <laughs> it's chord with an exclamation, has an exclamation point. point. <laughs> yeah, um, so this is billed as the most complete, exhaustive, interactive chord and scale resource of all time. So that's it. Drop the mic. Um, uh, can I add? Can I my add one? In my MacBook, so I'm going to need to. Okay, okay, no, everybody, shut up. Okay, so basically, this is an <laughs> this is an app uh, for, available for iPhone and iPad. It costs four ninety nine. It's it's got basically just you can look up chords backwards and forwards. You can punch in fingerings and it'll tell you what chord it is. It'll explain to you the relationships between chords and scales. Uh, it's it sounds like a great great learning tool. It sounds like something I could get a lot out of because I just don't know. I know a you lot know, of hand positions. Don't always know what I'm playing. <laughs> you know what I need because I'm a cheap bastard. Yeah. Um, I need App Genie. Oh, <laughs> because what I is that like did Netflix is, for apps? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went I went in and I added all of these or all of the ones that I don't already have to my wish list in the App Store. Who, who the hell's phone's making noise? It's it's, it's my stupid BlackBerry friggin' work phone. Sorry. Oh, that who has time for that? And all yeah. the BlackBerry lovers. Just started sending us hate mail. Yeah, you mean the BlackBerry <laughs> lover? Yeah, there's three of us. Yeah, I don't uh, love it. Just an eight scared. Um, so yeah, so they're all on your on your iTunes wish list now, Ty. Yeah, because I don't know if I want to drop five bucks. However, if you guys do, let me know because I'm coming over. <laughs> right on, right on. So Taylor, what's another app that you've got on your phone there? Uh, so I. I could have sworn you guys talked about this um, on a previous episode. Uh, Capo. You guys ever? Oh used yes, that? yes, I have that. Um, I don't. It, I don't remember it. Tell me about it. it it's an app that uh, basically any song that's in your music. Sorry, <laughs> Susie's stealing the Hi, chips at, at the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, so, looked, she looked mad, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. You anything that's in your iTunes library, uh, you can go to the app. You select like right now. I'm looking at Michael Jackson's "Man in the Mirror," and what it'll do it'll it'll write out a chord chart. It'll analyze the song and write out a chord chart to it. Now, and, it, and you can and you can play the song, and it'll label uh, a, a chord relative to what's actually being played. I mean, it's not 100 percent accurate. Yeah, but it, it gets you in a, in a ballpark. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's. I think it's a really, uh, really great tool, um, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see what kind of updates come out for it. I'm right. glad I bought it ahead of time, yeah. you know. So, what's the yeah. title of that uh, again? It's called Capo. It came yeah. out what, like a month or two ago? Uh, it's been out for a couple of years. The latest version is Capo Three. Really? Yep. Um, I didn't I, know that. I first learned about it a while ago. Um, I actually have it on my Mac as well. You're talking about the iOS app, right? Yes, I'm talking about the iOS. Yeah, um, I have it on my Mac as well. I haven't had a chance to really use it a ton, but I was so excited about it when I first learned about it, and I actually mm-hmm. got it. Um, I forget how, but I got it for free. I don't know. I don't. I actually don't remember how. Like honestly, don't remember how the heck. If I if I remembered, I would say, "Hey, everybody, go do this thing, and you'll get this app for free." Because I, I feel like it might be something other people can do too. I guess if I figure it out, I'll let Justin know, and he can tell everybody on the show. Yeah, or something like yeah. that. 
Anyway, um, but I've got it and I have no time to use it. Hooray. But I, I do intend to eventually start trying to see if it can help me get, get in the ballpark, as Taylor pointed out, of the chord structure of a song, that sort of thing, uh, at least a little bit more quickly. And I think that would be a good way to start training one's ear maybe as well. Right. Quicker, so. Okay. It's cool. cool. Sounds good. Uh, any other apps, guys? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, sure, hit me. Yeah. All right, one more app. It is called Standby Band Friend. Band Have Friend. You heard? Band Friend. Target. And it's like, do you guys know what this is? Did you guys talk about it? No. No. Basically, I'm you create. Curious. You, you you create a profile, your own profile, and it's a you can add what musical instruments that you play. You can and even you add that. the instruments that. You, that the instruments that you have down to the serial number, which is really weird. So you can tell what kind of player that you're talking to. And you basically network so wait, with other so musicians. You, you could find a guy who's entered all the serial numbers for all of his guitars and you yeah. be like, oh, I don't want to talk to this clown. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but you can you basically can find musicians in your area. I think it's kind of cool. Oh, that it's is pretty a, neat. So that's called yeah. band friend. And yeah, you can they have to you sign can, up. No, no, it, it's it's free. You just you sign up. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a free that. sign up, yeah. but um, you can narrow your search down to like what type of musician you want to find. Somebody to just jam on a couple tunes with a gig, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever stuff like that. But yeah, well, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, Derek's on it now, so. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if you get lots, but he was of probably people... going to talk about it, but well, <laughs> we stole it because we made this episode all about apps. So beautiful. Yeah, Teach I mean, him it... to go on a honeymoon. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think if, if you can get lots of people on board with a service like that, I think it should be effective. But I feel like every time I see a service like that that connects people, it's like, that's the big hurdle. It's like people just can't find anybody on them. So yeah. Yeah. People got to actually sign up. So we'll see. Maybe maybe you've just done the plug and it's going to spread mm-hmm. through the tone control well, audience ship. And everyone will be on it. Have you ever heard of the iPad app called Thor? <laughs> Nope. It is a synthesizer. Can you, um, do you want to start this segment over without you running around your room in circles while you speak? I could. Um, <laughs> no, I was, I'm sorry. I was trying to grab my iPad and turn it on. No worries. Talking about it. So Thor, tell me uh, about is it, Thor. Is it iPad only? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it, I think, yes, iPad only. Sorry. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Okay. I believe. Okay. I believe. Well, I'm well, going to try it, to look when, um, It's pretty badass, and my iPad is uh, slowing down as it gets older, and it's not turning on quickly. But basically, it's a synthesizer that uh, has epic, epic tones in it, I think. Um, mm. I, I plugged this thing into an amp once, and it shook the room. It was so freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, that app is uh, pretty good. That's all I got. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I wish I had it open so I could actually talk about the features of it because I can't remember. I haven't used it in like a day, but I remember liking it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, my, my new phone just comes with GarageBand now. I haven't. I turned on GarageBand on my phone for a second, and it seems to have like the little drummer thing and the keyboards oh, and all yeah. that stuff built in. So oh, is it a I, drummer now? Yeah. Wow, I didn't sure. know that. Yeah, Damn. I haven't really touched it, but I might get into that. I, I, I'm I wanting drumming. to put together <clears throat> some more kind of drum loops and have some available for Derek too, uh, so that when we're demoing pedals, we can um, lay them down to drum loops. And I think that would be a much cooler way of doing it. That would be cool. Yep. I That's actually like one of the things that I am like so into about, like I, I think this sort of feature must exist in other software as well. But like the one of the things that, that I think actually makes GarageBand and Logic like kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that drummer feature. That's something I'm really excited to. Uh, Michael to play for, from Denmark for his segment, um, he was using Logic Pro X drummer. Um, so it's it's definitely good. Like I've heard it on some things. It's it's a very interesting as something to uh, bang out a drum beat quickly and have it sound really pretty good. Um, it's very, very interesting. It, for other 
software that isn't Logic or GarageBand, it's there are lots of plugins that right. do the job. Probably even have better sounds and and so on. Sure. But but they're plugins. They cost extra money and so on. I mean, having that as a base feature, um, especially for the two ninety, what is it, one ninety nine price tag of Logic Pro X. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I think so. It's, yeah. it's really nice. So. Actually, I mean, is that something that is worth? Should I maybe try to describe that? The the drummer feature, yeah. Oh sure, give it a give it a quickie. I mean, because it is useful for guitarists who are trying to jam. So it it really is, and I and I think um, it's actually possibly a little bit more useful than than that too. Because um, with with drummer, once you lay down a track, once you've decided that what it's playing is great and it's what you want, you can actually non destructively if you want, because you can copy the region. You can actually, and by region, I mean like the waveform of what it's created in in your yeah. in your the digital audio, audio workstation. Um, you can actually copy that over, and you can translate one of them into MIDI. And since mm-hmm. it's MIDI, you could actually, if you aren't satisfied with the sounds that you have currently, and in Logic, with I think it's drum. There's a feature called Drum Kit Designer, which I'm sure a lot of other DAWs have too. Uh, which gives you so much control. Honestly, I'm pretty impressed with how much control over the sounds of the drums you have, but you can, uh, you could certainly just export that MIDI in some way and uh, put it, whatever kind of drum samples, better samples that you might have over it as well. But, but basically what we're talking about here is this, this drummer feature in order to create this, they literally, as I understand it, recorded uh, a lot of famous musicians. I think they kind of disguised their identities, but they gave them these little silhouettes and characters that are mm-hmm. basically like you can kind of tell in some cases which which famous drummer this is, and the, you have you can pick your genre, pick your drummer within that genre, and then they've got all these different styles, and you've got this pad, this four quadrant pad where you can drag this dot along toward simpler beats or more complex beats in one cardinal or one two cardinal directions like i guess a, the x and then the right, x like axis west will be simpler <laughs> east will be more complex and then uh north will be louder and south will be quieter and so you can right. drag the dot all around and then snip up the regions and tell it in a certain region to play that kind of beat yeah and then it also sort of goes along with the rhythm of the other tracks that you're having it pay attention to. And so you can get so much nuanced stuff. Anyway, so that, that's basically like what it does, but you can get so much control of it. And for, for trying to like build a song or practice music or something without a drummer, it's so much more useful than I honestly ever thought a digital drumming feature could be. So right, right. Um, I'm sure there's so much out there that I have not looked at, but I was quite surprised when I first learned about this feature. I was yeah. pretty impressed with it. So yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's so much quicker to get to something inspiring um, when you have something that has that. I mean, it's not actually human, but it's humanized right. in a way that that's really uh, uh, yeah oh, and fertile pull, for creativity. I guess is right. what I'm trying to say. You can you can decide which pieces on a certain region are being played as well. Which pieces yeah. of the drum kit. Yep. and everything turn yeah. each on and off. So there's so, so much gradation. Clearly a very healthy crop of um, mobile apps um, that are really becoming um, becoming as powerful as, as full-fledged computer apps in many cases. So um, I guess I, I think we're going we're gonna to tie this up now at this point. I'm going to mention one more thing. Uh, we talked about Bias, uh, the, the app that was... Uh, uh, an amp amp and effects modeling app that goes down to the point where you can swap out different types of tubes and play with the biasing of the amp itself and really just excruciating detail on the tones that it's modeling. Um, we mentioned that they were creating a desktop version. Well, the wait is over. The bias desktop is currently out. It's an invitation only. Um, so basically, it's out of beta, but you need an invite code in order to purchase it. Um, so wow. bias desktop is $99, and bias professional is 
$199. The pre-release version includes all AMP design modules and ToneCloud AMP sharing platform. Uh, and you'll get weekly updates and new features and improvements. You're kind of getting in on the ground floor here. The final BIOS desktop mm-hmm. premium uh, without any additional cost. So basically you buy into this, you get all the updates as they do as they go. And when the final version is ready, you know, you get updated for free. Um, I have a purchase code for this. I'm I'm not going to buy it, but I if any listener wants <laughs> to <it> off. <laughs> basic well, <laughs> I'm gonna say first come, first serve. The first person to email in oh, wow. and ask me for this code, I'm gonna ask you, don't ask for the code unless you're actually going to use it. Um, because I'm sure once it's used, it won't work anymore. And I'd like, you know, if, if you're going to get it and then go, meh, um, I, I don't want to just give it out to four different people and, and see who yeah. actually makes the purchase first. I'd rather not play that game, but but we'll see. Uh, I'd like, you know, if, if somebody wants to use it, I'd like to give it to them. So I have that code. Email me, um, tonecontrolshow at gmail.com. Uh, as always, you can find the show notes and other such nonsense at tonecontrolshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the tone control, at the tone control on Twitter. Uh, Tyler's making a funny face. <laughs> it's not really important to my show wrap up. Anything else you guys want to throw in here at the end? Do you guys want to plug I, your Twitters I, or anything? I'm I sh- don't tweet. I don't. Oh, Taylor man. doesn't tweet. Taylor well, doesn't tweet. I used to tweet quite a bit, but like when the band was active, but um, these days I don't really make room for that. So um, you guys had a a shit bass player say, or shit I said, or something like that. Oh, did we make a a Twitter for that? Did you actually do it? Or did you? I don't, I don't know. Unless you guys are making a joke about it. I'm pretty sure Derek actually made that into a Twitter. Um, Well, I actually don't. He would. Shit our shit our bass player says might be a Twitter. Um if it is, it was us that made it a couple of years ago and it was shit that Taylor said. Uh we'll ask Derek about this when he gets back. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll tweet again. Um Yeah. <clears throat> anything you guys want to plug or anything? Um I'm done. No more. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Tyler and Taylor for helping me put together an episode. I think that this was all right. I liked kind of uh, taking a step aside from the news and kind of focusing on um, a theme instead. This was neat. So good episode. Thank you for having me. Kick ass. Love you all. You guys should do a show entirely about bass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put that out there. About bass tone. (laughs) 